Hey friends, and welcome to episode 95 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and I've got to tell you a secret. I love reading recipes in Southern Living Magazine. Keyword, reading. I actually have an entire collection of ripped out glossy magazine pages with step-by-step instructions for everything from peach mango salsa and sweet potato pie to shrimp and grits casserole and grilled steak salad. I actually just pulled out my folder and counted. I have 26 torn out pages in a light blue folder right here in my office and they're just begging to be taken down the hallway to the kitchen and actually be put to good use. But the thing is, while I love reading recipes and I like the idea of cooking, actually cooking kind of makes me nervous. I do like to bake. As long as I have a recipe to follow, things usually turn out okay. But my kitchen apprehension is exactly why I was so excited to have today's guest on the show. Her name is Emily Johnson, and she brings her expertise to Woo Girl Wellness, holistic nutrition and lifestyle coaching for busy female professionals. I love how fun the name of her business is, and talking with Emily actually made me feel excited about getting into the kitchen. So let me tell you all about Emily. Emily walked away from a corporate marketing career to pursue her passion of holistic health and went back to school to complete her degree as a certified nutritional practitioner. Emily supports women on their health journeys, focusing on diet changes, finding sustainable balance, and educating how rewarding prioritizing your well-being can be. Emily offers one-on-one nutrition consulting, group-style coaching, and is soon releasing a self-paced online course, Clean Up Your Diet. Emily created Clean Up Your Diet because she found a lack of education in North America dedicated to nutrition. Through working with her clients, she found similar challenges and decided to fill the gap herself by creating a learning opportunity that teaches fundamental nutrition practices to incorporate into your daily life with ease and at your own pace. In today's conversation with Emily, she shares her go-to routine for kicking off a healthy, well-rounded day. She tells the story of how she accidentally started a habit that completely changed her life. She also tells us what a conscious check-in is and how to start your own. And of course, she shares so many simple, practical ways to cook healthy meals on a tight schedule. As usual, you know you can find all the details for this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 95, including Emily's favorite app for self-guided meditation. And speaking of apps, one way to spend more time in the kitchen is by spending less time doing laundry. Hamper is the app you need to make that happen. What's Hamper? Hamper is my secret weapon for getting my time back on the weekends and setting my week up for success. It's a laundry service that picks up your laundry, washes it for you, and brings it back to your door, perfectly folded and ready for you to put away. They use fragrance-free, chemical-free, and sensitive skin-approved drops detergent so you know that it's eco-friendly and safe for the most sensitive skin. You can download the Hamper app, that's H-A-M-P-R, over in the App Store, or go to tryhamper.com to see if Hamper is available in your area. All you have to do to get started with Hamper is create a membership, schedule a pickup, and then sit back and relax while someone else does your laundry. Or you can spend that extra time you've gotten back over in the kitchen prepping some healthy snacks. And when you sign up for Hamper using the code ABOUTTIME50, you can save 50% on your membership. So, one more time, that's Hamper, H-A-M-P-R. The app is available in the App Store. Use the code ABOUTTIME50 to save 50% on your membership and take back hours of your life. 
If you're curious about Hamper or have questions, please send me a DM on Instagram and I will tell you all about it. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman-Kornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman-Kornick. Hey, Emily, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so excited to talk with you today. Thank you so much, Anna. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. So how are you? How are things? Things are good. Things are really good. It's <laughs> I can't believe summer is coming to an end. I have a last minute trip I booked leaving tomorrow, so I'm getting super pumped for that. Oh, how how fun. Uh, so I told everyone all about you in the intro, but as always, I would love to hear in your own words how you spend your time. Ooh, I love this question. Oh my gosh. So can I just say that this has changed so much over the years for me, especially, you know, three years ago to now, I would consider the last three years being a super eye-opening healing journey for me. I stepped into my Mm -hmm. wellness journey three years ago. And if you asked me that question three years ago, it would have been so, so different. But now Mm -hmm. how I spend my time is I absolutely love being in the kitchen. That is the first thing that I will always say is my passion lies in the kitchen. I love just losing myself in there. I feel like it's a form of meditation for me, just being in flow with what I'm cooking, opening the fridge and just feeling inspired. It's absolutely my favorite place in the world. So I do a lot of cooking. As you can see, I am a holistic nutritionist and I run a online business as well. So I support women through their healing journeys, through diet, stress management, lifestyle changes, and really helping them and supporting them find that balance that works for them in their career and in their life to make it feel like they're not feeling restricted or that they can't have fun. I really, really find passion in showing others that you can live a super vibrant, healthy life and also have a glass of wine, have the cake, have fun and live your most abundant life. Oh my goodness. That's very comforting because I love both wine and cake. So thank you. (laughs) Same girl. I'm all about the wine. Um, But yeah, when I'm not running my business and I'm not in the kitchen, I live in Canada. I'm actually from California. So I made that move a couple years ago. The lifestyle in Vancouver is very balanced, which I love. It's very healing. Everyone's always hiking and camping and really taking advantage of the outdoors even when it's raining. And that was definitely mm. a huge adjustment for me being from California. So so yeah, my life here is very balanced, very holistic, but also the girl likes to have fun too. That's where mm-hmm. the name mm-hmm. Woo, Woo Girl Wellness came from essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Woo Girl Wellness. I love it. So you love being in the kitchen. You love cooking, which is honestly very inspiring to me because I am not someone who feels very comfortable in the kitchen. So I'm really hoping that you can give me some tips for feeling a little bit more comfortable and at ease. It sounds like a total dream for cooking to be almost like a meditation for you. I'd love to know what is working with your clients look like? Do you do group activities? Is it virtual or like what is what exactly is that like? Yeah, so there's a few options. Right now, because of COVID, I do most of my work online. I see clients one-on-one virtually. And I also just closed out a group coaching program called Clean Up Your Diet, which I am turning into an online course, which is launching in a couple of weeks. So I support women. Honestly, I'm kind of like their wellness bestie. If they need help cleaning out their pantry, I help them clean out their pantry. If they need help feeling inspired in the kitchen, I help them feel inspired. I really am their go-to nutritionist. I really want to support them in any way that I can. And I know that making these lifestyle changes is, it's a lot and it can be, feel very overwhelming if you're new to this space. Oh my gosh. 
it absolutely can feel very daunting because there's so much out there and it can be very hard to cut through the clutter. So you essentially help people cut through that clutter. 100%. And my goal is really to make it seem simple and start small, start with, you know, let's, for example, say you're looking to clean up your diet, but every single meal that you eat, you're just confused. Is it healthy? Is it not? I tell you, okay, let's start with a healthy breakfast. Let's just get Mm -hmm. that healthy breakfast ingrained in you. And then after you feel comfortable with that, we'll add some more steps to your journey. But it's really about taking it slow and in small baby steps to make it into habits and routine. Interesting. So you're running your business where you are a wellness bestie for women who are trying to clean up their life, clean up their diet. So you've got that on your plate. You also have an amazing podcast and you love cooking for yourself. Um, so during the course of a given week, you know, what does your time look like when you are giving yourself to each of these different parts and pieces of your life? Is there one that you spend a lot more time on? Is there one that you wish you spent more time on? Tell me what that looks like for you. Yeah. So my podcast, Newly Nutrition, I spend probably one day a week on brainstorming ideas, asking clients what kind of topics they want to hear. I honestly feel super inspired just by having my my sessions with my clients, just questions that they ask me. I'm like, oh, I'm turning that into a show. Or maybe I have this new free download. I turn that into an episode. So I would say like 20% of my time is working on the podcast to serve my community. This totally complimentary service that you can listen to me, get to know me better. I That's why I love a podcast because, you know, Instagram can only show so much of your personality, but when you're getting to speak on a show, I feel like you can really be yourself. And when mm-hmm. I record a podcast, I'm very in flow. I don't have a script. I just like go off the cusp and really tune into my intuition and speak from yeah you know, my heart and, 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 and also how my clients are speaking to me is how I would speak to my clients. So my time is essentially my podcast. I spend a lot of time in the kitchen experimenting with new recipes. I kind of am more intuitive with what I do with my day. So some days I'll wake up and I'm like, I really don't feel like being on my computer. So I'll go for a walk and I'll have a client meeting via phone call. Or Mm -hmm. I will feel like, oh, I really feel like being in the kitchen today and experimenting. So I'll clear my afternoon and I'll do just having fun in the kitchen and getting some recipes out there for my clients. Um, So honestly, I feel like you would be, you would be like, girl, I need to work with you on your time management skills because (laughs) I'm not, I, I will be the first person to say like, I do, the way I work isn't very particular in some ways that other people would be, but I found so much value in your, your podcast and I'm definitely, (laughs) and I know I need to, you know, get a little bit more grounded with that, but. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I'm sure you're doing completely fine. I look at all of the amazing things that you have going on between the business and the podcast. And of course your personal life and, I love the fact that you follow your intuition and you base your day on that. I think that's fantastic. The most important thing that anyone can know and remember about time management is that it's not one size fits all. What works for me is not going to work for you. And as long as you find what works best for you, that's the most important thing. And so I tell me a little bit more about this. How do you manage your time between making sure that you are getting that time in the kitchen, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and still staying on top of all your work in the business? What is what does that look like for you? Ooh, okay. So the first thing that is a non-negotiable I do every single morning without fail is I have a morning routine. And this is a time for me to be off my phone. I do some journaling every single morning. I'm really a huge believer in writing out your goals, writing out dreams, just writing out random thoughts, or maybe working through things that aren't serving you. And that's how I start my morning is by writing. And essentially, I'm like giving myself a a pep talk, like, you got this today. Today's going to be a good day. I am worthy of blank. 
And I'm really big on affirmations and writing my gratitude Mm. as well. So I'll write like, today I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z. And I get specific. I say, I'm grateful. I get to work on my business because I get to support women on their health journeys. And that honestly takes could take anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour in the morning. Obviously, I have mm-hmm. some, you know, coffee or my warm bevy. And, um, and then I'll make a to do list. And I try not to overwhelm myself in terms of the, the things on my to do list. But the non-negotiables, like I have to move my body every single day. I make time to make sure I can cook myself a healthy lunch and dinner. That's super important to me. Moving my body is absolutely non-negotiable. So those are the key things that I schedule in before anything else. And then, of course, I have my client meetings. I have uh, any behind-the-scenes work I do. And I schedule that in, but the most important thing for me is that I'm taking care of myself first and that will always be Mm -hmm. the most important thing because when you show up for yourself first you're going to show up for the things that are most important to you at a hundred percent so things like your career your family your partner your pets I am such a firm believer in making your health your number one priority before anything else because it really is going to shine through in everything else that you do when you prioritize your well-being Emily, that is such a common thread across so many successful women that I've talked to lately. I think a lot of times we get this idea in our head or this misconception that success looks like being busy nonstop. Success looks like a full client load, jetting from this meeting to the next. Oh, I only slept five hours last night. Oh, I, you know, eat on the run, blah, blah, blah. People, people seem to glorify this idea that if you're hustling, then you're succeeding. But what I'm finding by talking with women like you, by talking with other successful women is that they're starting their day with intention, with a morning routine that enables them to really fill their cups so they can pour into others. I have to know, has it always been this way for you? Oh, absolutely not. I started journaling by accident like three years ago. I had a spiritual awakening. Maybe even it was four years ago. It was about 2017. And I, for some reason, had this desire to start writing because I thought I wanted to start a blog, which is so funny because I eventually did. But it was a way to me for me to kind of work through some things that I was going through at the time. And I didn't realize I was picking up on this habit of journaling every morning. It was mm. so funny how everything, it, it just, I honestly say that that little writing practice that I started four years ago, it transformed me into starting my own business 100%. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't always a writer. Like I liked to be creative, but I was never, I never in a million years thought I would be, you know, doing these journaling exercises in the morning. And if anyone's listening and you're like, oh, that sounds really nice and healing, but I don't even know where to begin. It doesn't need to be this dear diary. I had a sandwich for dinner last night situation. It can be like, it can be, you can Google journal prompts for, let's say you're suffering from anxiety, or let's say you Mm -hmm. want to support yourself in some way. You can Google journal prompts for anything and it'll come up. I'm not the first one that's made this up. Like this has been around for ages, you know? And, but now that I have this practice, it's a non-negotiable and it, lights me up so much in the morning and it's such a healing way to start your day and followed by a meditation. I highly recommend doing that as well. Interesting. So I think Emily, what you just shared is so inspiring because you even admit you haven't always had a morning routine like this. And then very gradually you started to build this habit of journaling. And I think that's such proof and maybe even a little hope for anyone who's listening who thinks, oh, I don't do any of this. I could never do this. And you're proof of what's possible. Tell me a little bit about what your meditation habit looks like. I'm very curious about that. Oh, yeah. So I will say it's a practice, emphasis on practice. I'm not perfect. It's like- no, of course not. It's it's like- You know, if you're, let's say you're just getting into working out and you kind of feel like it's a chore, you're not really motivated, you don't really love it. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm a little bit past that point with meditation. I try to do it at least a few days a week, but again, it's a practice and it's just like, 
it's one of those things that should be a priority, like working out, like eating healthy. But for me, it's this new practice, right? So it's not every day, it's perfect. But when I do make time and set that intention, I never regret it. It always feels so good. And I'll even give you some tips to starting out because I know, okay, like a few years ago, when I first heard of meditation, I was like, no way. I would literally never <laughs> do that. I'm like, what the heck? I don't, I didn't get it. I wasn't aware of Wait, the- so you just like sit there and you're just quiet? Yeah. Like sitting with my thoughts. <laughs> Ew, no, thank you. I'm good. But That's so no, funny. it's actually, it can be so rewarding. And the whole, the whole point is that it's a practice and it, you're not supposed mm-hmm. to be perfect at it. And the whole point is just to be able to sit consciously with yourself and that's it. That's literally the whole point is just to sit still and give yourself that time in that moment to to breathe. <laughs> Honestly, that's all mm-hmm. it is. And I know it sounds weird if you're new, not uh, familiar with this practice, but I encourage you to look on apps like Insight Timer. There is a ton of free, amazing guided meditations. I'm really big on the guided meditations because it's easier for me to focus on someone speaking and kind of guiding you through versus just sitting with your own breath for 10 minutes. So highly recommend Mm. insight timer. That's great. That's such an example of a good baby step to take. Don't go straight into trying to meditate for 30 minutes by yourself. Start with short guided meditations. If it's something that you want to make a habit. Mm -hmm, 100%. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Very cool. So your morning routine is key. That sets the stage for the day. That makes sure that you are pouring into yourself so that you can show up 100% for others. Making sure that you are setting aside intentional time for cooking a healthy lunch and a dinner um, and journaling. I think that's, that's really great. Is there anything else that really helps you do what you do? Ooh, I think moving your body for me, moving my body in the morning is key. If I wait till the afternoon, it's not going to happen. So really creating that habit of journaling, meditation, moving my body. That's like the, the tripod of healing for me in the morning. And so that's really what I aim to do. And then also just being conscious with my actions throughout the day and noticing if I'm feeling anxious or stressed tuning into what that feels like. And instead of spiraling, really just listening to my body and accepting 
I'm stressed right now. It's fine. Having a moment. That's okay. I'm human. Instead Mm -hmm. of letting myself go into this dark hole of I'm stressed. This isn't going to work out. Oh my God, so much to do because that is so not good for me and my mental health, especially as an entrepreneur. It is so Mm -hmm. much work. I'm sure you know to just be in that conscious state of mind as much as you can to catch yourself before you go into this rabbit hole of stress and anxiety. Yes, I think we've all we've all been there. And some of us are in that space a lot. So here's my question for you still around this idea of being like bringing awareness to yourself and how you're feeling, you know, listening to your intuition, listening to your gut. So many of us are go, go, go. We've got full schedules. We've got families that we're taking care of. We're waking up early. We're going to work. We're wrangling kids in the evenings. And by the time our head hits the pillow in the evenings, we're just exhausted. What advice would you have for someone who really wants to do this, who wants to be more present, who wants to be better at listening to their body, but man, they just haven't in a very long time because they've just been swept up with the speed of life. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say the fact that they have the awareness that they want to start a new practice of consciousness or even changing a little habit here and there is such a big step. That's the first step is just having that awareness of I'm too burnt out right now to appreciate these little moments or I'm running on no fuel. Like I don't know what's happening and, and taking a step back and understanding and seeing the situation for what it is and accepting that and taking these little baby steps into moving into a more conscious state. So that could look like waking up 10 minutes before your normal time and giving yourself just 10 minutes to yourself in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, or that could look like scheduling in a conscious check-in throughout the day. I have one at 3 PM every single day. My alarm goes off and I, I notice my phone saying conscious check-in and you just check in with yourself. That can take two minutes or less. Oh, I really like that. So you set an alarm on your phone called conscious check-in. And when it goes off at three o'clock, what do you do? You just stop what you're doing and just do a temperature check of of how you're feeling. Tell me more about that. That's really actionable. I love it. 100%. So yeah, the alarm goes off and chances are my mind is elsewhere. I'm like thinking of tomorrow or I'm thinking of a to-do list or I'm not present because I feel like majority of us aren't really living in the present. It's sad, but it's true. And Mm -hmm. by having this conscious check-in, you're creating these new neural pathways in your mind to bring builds and builds upon that awareness of trying to live more in the present moment, trying to bring that consciousness back, trying to tune into how you're feeling or how if something's not working for you. And so by your alarm going off at 3 p.m., it's bringing yourself back down to earth essentially and mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. checking in like, where am I at? How am I feeling? Where is my day going? Like it's just giving yourself that moment to, to just be can. And I yeah. think that would be an amazing first step to kind of slowing down in your day to day. Okay. I love that so much. So I could ask myself, uh, how am I doing? How am I feeling? And yeah, that's, that's great. That's, that's so, so good. And it's so simple too. I know it's so simple. (laughs) So I, I mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation when I was completely in awe of how your time in the kitchen is, relaxing. It's like a meditation for you. It's something that you really love. You know, I am kind of intimidated for the most part by cooking. I love to bake. I love to follow a precise recipe and do the measurements and make a cake or, you know, some something that requires precise measurements. But cooking, on the other hand, and dealing with like savory things, it's just... I don't know. It just freaks me out a little bit. It took me years before I was able to brown meat, something that is super easy, but it gave me anxiety to stand at the stove and brown meat. I know it sounds ridiculous. (laughs) And so someone like me who is intimidated by, who who is not only intimidated a little bit by the kitchen, but also um, 
time, you know, time is a, is a hot commodity, especially when we're working from home or we're, we're in the office. We've got a short period of time to eat a quick lunch. We've got to get a quick dinner on the table in the evenings. We don't want to spend a ton of time prepping and, and cleaning up. And there, there are kids involved that are picky eaters. You know, Emily, how, how do we make this easy? How do we make this transition to, to taking better care of ourselves nutritionally easy? Oh, I love this question. So there's so many things. First, I want to say if you are having anxiety about being in the kitchen, that just means you need to be in the kitchen more and practice and get over that anxiety. No! Yes. <laughs> okay. And, okay. And also, I love telling this to my clients. Okay. So view cooking as an experiment. Every single time you're in the kitchen, even if it's a 10-minute recipe, view it as an experiment to take that pressure off of this has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. You have a million chances in your life to make a good meal chances are you're going to screw up a couple the amount of times I've screwed up in the kitchen. I mean, so, 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 so many, I still do it, but you just have to get in there, take off the pressure and just view it as a fun experiment. And if you hate being in the kitchen, set a mood, light a candle, turn on some bossa nova music, make it a pleasant environment. It doesn't need to be this like stressful situation. Like have fun, get your kids involved with you. I think it's so important to show your kids at a young age, the, the importance of eating a healthy balanced diet and, and showing them that, you know, instead of making them a separate meal, giving them the food that you're eating too. And obviously if it's healthy, but also really just getting your kids involved or maybe viewing it as something that you can do as a family. Like Sundays are meal prep day. You each get to choose a recipe on this website or make it a fun thing. Like on Sundays, let's browse health food blogger recipes. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever done that. There are so many inspiring recipes out there. 10 minute recipes, 30 minute recipes, recipes that would make mac and cheese healthy recipes that would make your favorite comfort foods, your favorite kids' comfort foods into holistic recipes. So it's like just changing your viewpoint on cooking and making it fun and exciting and attainable and something that you want to do versus I have to do this. View cooking as this gift that you're giving your body every single day. So that is so key. It's a mindset shift. It's not looking at it as, okay, I have to cook this and it has to turn out a certain way. If you could frame it as this is an experiment, let's see what happens. That's a lot more comforting for me. 100%, 100%. And also get excited. Like I know you, you know, whoever's listening might be really busy, but schedule in 15 minutes on a Friday and this can be your food blogging research time. It can be a break for you from your work. And I want you to go on Pinterest, go on Google and start just researching healthy recipes. I have a bunch on my website, Woo Girl Wellness. If you don't know where to start, start there and write down like five things that excite you. I guarantee every single person in the world will look online and find something that excites them that they want to cook. So here's a question. Here's a very important question. There's a lot out there. There is a lot of, there are tons of food bloggers. There are tons of websites. There are a million pins on Pinterest. How do we really figure out what's healthy and what's not? I think that there's a lot of food out there that is masquerading as fake healthy. So how, how do we uncomplicate that? and really figure out, okay, what is healthy for me? Oh, yes. Such a good question. And I know it can be super overwhelming. Before I entered the nutrition space, I was even super confused of what's healthy, what's not. You can go to the grocery store and see these companies brainwashing you and saying vegan, keto, gluten-free on these packaged foods and making you believe it's healthy because they have these like trendy health words on it. But don't be fooled. Chances are if something is like marketing as gluten-free or vegan, it's not healthy and you should really be in the habit of reading your labels. So that's the one thing is to understand if you're eating healthy is just get in the habit of reading your labels. I go through this in my online course, Clean Up Your Diet. I go through the best approach for eating a holistic way. 
And it really comes down to your habits, reading your labels, shopping with real whole food ingredients. So I really encourage my clients to stay away from packaged foods and really aim to cook with real food. So vegetables, quality protein, whole grains, healthy fats, things that haven't been tampered with in a factory. So that is a really good place to start is when you're grocery shopping, when you're picking up a food item, ask yourself, has this been harvested? Has this been in a factory at any point? If so, is it super processed or just a bit processed, right? Like some things like Kraft mac and cheese, for example, obviously very processed. Oreos, very processed. Things like chickpea pasta. It's a bit processed, but it's just made out of chickpeas. So that's a green light for me. So really just asking yourself these questions and having that awareness when you're grocery shopping can really make all the difference. Okay. So reading the labels is definitely a first step to really getting an understanding of whether something is healthy or not. Being on the lookout for, is it packaged? Is it overly processed? What what are some other habits that we can incorporate in addition to reading labels that can set us up for success with our nutrition? You can make beautiful meals with not one packaged item. I mean, you can make your own homemade stir fries. You can make your own homemade pasta sauces. And I'm really a big advocate for making everything from scratch. And I know that Mm -hmm. might sound really intimidating and time consuming, but it really isn't. It really isn't. I mean, it takes five minutes to whip up a homemade stir fry sauce instead of this you know, brand that sneaks a bunch of sugar and gluten into a soy that doesn't need to be in there. So really just getting in those habits of trying to cook as much from scratch as you can really is going to help you too. Yeah. So, so let's talk about like the, the time consuming nature of this. Cause I think that's also something that can feel intimidating to people as they are making the shift to eating in a in just a healthier way and incorporating these healthier habits, what can we do to make the most of our time when we're prepping, when we're cooking, when we're cleaning so that we're not spending all of our time in the kitchen? Um, I'll admit like I, uh, not too, too long ago, my husband and I did a whole 30 and Maybe it was just our lack of planning. Maybe we didn't really know what we were doing, but I felt like all we did was cook and not just cook, but like it was chopping, it was prepping, it was mixing. It was, it just, it felt like a lot. And now that I've got two little ones, I can't even imagine like dedicating Mm -hmm. that much time to food prep. So how do we make eating as efficient as possible so we can still do life? Totally. There's so many different ways. You could schedule in an hour on a Sunday to batch cook a big pot of quinoa, a healthy vegetarian chili, and maybe chop some vegetables. And that right there can Mm -hmm. be like, you know, six meals. You could sign up for something like HelloFresh or SunBasket. I know in the States, there's a ton of really great options for like nutritionists create these meals. Yeah. So if if you're worried about not having the time, there's always a way. And I personally don't like those food delivery services just because I like to cook with my intuition and I like to actually play and have fun. But if you're like, I can't be bothered. I have 30 minutes a night to cook and you want something fresh every night, maybe look into Sun Basket or HelloFresh, something like that to make Mm -hmm. it easy. You don't need to think you have three meals ready to go and cook really simply. And that's a really easy way to stick on top of your health goals as well. Okay. Okay. I like that. And you know, what you said about spending time on Sunday to batch cook, that makes so much sense. One of the biggest cornerstones of your week, really the single most important thing that you can do each week is a weekly planning session. This is when you sit and you look at the week ahead, you identify any tough spots, you blast through any potential communication breakdowns. And that's when you have the best opportunity to set your meal plan for the week. So that's, that's something that we do. We set our meal plan 
every week. And then right after we set the meal plan, we put in a grocery order or we make a grocery list and either me or my husband will go to the grocery store. And so it just seems like the natural next step is then doing batch prep work once you have the groceries in hand. It's just one thing after the other. What do you think? Does that does that sound good? Yes. And to make it even easier in terms of time management, schedule in your meal prep on Friday so you can do mm-hmm. your grocery order early in the week, like Friday or Saturday, and then or go grocery shopping on Saturday if you like grocery shopping. Some people don't. And then on Sunday, you have your plan, you have your groceries, and then you can batch cook for an hour. Got it. Okay. So it's kind of bumping it up a bit so that you're able to hit the ground running on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. It's honestly all about being prepared in this space. If you want to live a healthy life and it's really just about having that awareness, having the inventory in your pantry is life-changing. Just like always knowing what's in your fridge and your pantry, just having that light awareness of what's in my kitchen seriously makes all the difference. So if somebody is listening right now and they are getting really excited, they're feeling super motivated to you know, clean out their pantry and clean out their fridge and start fresh and really start incorporating more whole foods, less processed, less packaged, what's the best place to start? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I would say first remove any obviously processed junk food. I think we all are aware of what a junk food is. If not, it's things like potato chips or Kraft mac and cheese, hamburger helper, rice aroni. I'm just throwing things out there. And stuff in boxes and bags. Exactly. Stuff in boxes and bags, like frozen TV dinners. If that's what you're eating majority of the night, I would highly recommend you start to think about cooking a little bit more. So the first step is just removing the junk. And I understand that might seem very anxious for some people. So I suggest instead of removing all of it, maybe you do a a little bit of a sweep. But if you don't want to waste food, I I hear you. So maybe just putting your junk food, quote unquote, in a separate section of the pantry and you only use that for special occasions or if you feel like you want to indulge a bit or if you feel like you want to bring something specific to a party. I get that. I'm not about food waste. So just having that separate section of like, okay, this is my not normal eating habit section. And then this is my holistic 80% of the time trying to eat the best I can section. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. because I know, especially if you have kids, you open the pantry and, you know, you don't want to deprive your kids of their favorite things, right? And like, I totally get that. But if you are on your health journey and you're like, oh, I can't open the fridge without seeing these, these snacks that my kids really love and I don't want to make them do this, you know, wellness journey as of now, which I totally understand just have yourself super healthy options ready to go so you don't feel tempted to grab those whatever things that your kids need in the house, right? So it's just like having healthy options is one. So after you do your your sweep or your reorganization, making sure you're restocking. So I always suggest okay. making making a list of the things that you're throwing out or donating or things that you want to replace for yourself. So for example, for example, cornstarch. I'm just throwing this out there. You can replace that with arrowroot flour, which has the same exact oh. effect. Yeah, and it's a lot better for you. It's not inflammatory like cornstarch, amongst other things. But having a replacement for everything that you give away or want to get rid of is key. So you're not feeling deprived. I am not about, mm-hmm. you know, telling my clients like you're on this. Like I think personally, Whole30 is way too strict and regimented. I think it's a great way to. <laughs> we lasted 17 days. No. <laughs> so it was more like a whole 17 for us. That's super impressive. I've done it as well before a couple of times. And it was a great eye opener of like, you know, getting yeah. a habit of reading your labels, cooking your own food. I totally am about that. It's an that, experiment for sure. Yeah, 100%. So good for you for doing 17 days because I tried it recently and I'm like, no, 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 this is not sustainable for me. And I would never try to teach my clients to to live that way. It's not fun. Yeah. You can't live. It's like, I don't always want to be thinking about, I wish I could have that. You know, I'm a yeah. big, I'm a big believer of eating, eating the cake when you want. Okay. Like enjoy mm-hmm. your, your burger and fries, like once a week, whatever that may be for you. And 
because when you're restricting yourself, that's when you're going to binge and that's when you're going to feel bad about yourself. So it's really just finding that sustainable growth. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Thinking in terms of sustainable growth, thinking in terms of small steps, removing the junk food, that's very actionable. And if not removing it, then moving it to a separate place just so that there's a clear line between one and the other. And then restocking what you get rid of with a healthy replacement so that you don't feel deprived. I think that's great. You know, you've mentioned that you are all for still having a piece of cake, still having a burger. How do you find that happy balance between having a burger every once in a while and then accidentally sliding into overdoing it with the the cheat meals or the, the treat meals? Mm-hmm. So the first thing I would like to address is I don't suggest calling your moments of indulging cheat or treat because this is good. If you want to, I don't like to identify foods as good or bad. I think that's where people need to start viewing food differently. It's like, this is a pizza and it's good. Sometimes it's going to be good for you mentally to just indulge and have that pizza. You know, Uh it's too stressful to, to think like, oh, I just came off a bender weekend of burger, fries, nachos, and beat yourself up about it. That necessarily isn't bad for you. Were you having a good laugh with your friends? Did you have a great vacation? You know, it's not all about being perfect all the time. So really changing that mindset of good and bad foods, that is a form of intuitive eating. And, mm. and, and really asking yourself, why am I eating this? Am I eating this to feel good? Obviously, if you're eating, if you're indulging and you're like, this is this is something I want right now, then don't feel guilty while you're eating it. Enjoy every bite and yeah. be proud of yourself or I let myself eat that and that was freedom. Like that's freedom. Yeah. You don't want to be always stressing about eating perfectly all the time. So in terms of finding a good balance, it's like asking yourself, um, you know, do you want to be eating to fuel your body in the right way? Or do you want to be eating to, because let's get real. When we indulge, we don't necessarily feel our best after. So the goal is to find that balance of, I want to eat real whole foods most of the time because I feel good after. And then, you know what I mean? It's like kind of changing your mindset of like cheat meal. I, I deserve this. It's like, you can always eat a burger. You can always treat yourself. Instead of stressing about, ooh, Friday's coming around, it's my day to eat whatever the hell I want. It's like, no, instead allow yourself treats whenever you want or indulging whenever you want. And then just make sure you're also getting in the greens and the vegetables and the real whole foods majority of the time. Does oh, that answer your my question? goodness. Yes, that does. That makes so, so much sense. And I am so thankful that you addressed, again, that's a mindset shift. It's not thinking of food in terms of a cheat or a treat or or something like that. It's like, no, a food is a food. And it's the intention that you put behind um, mm-hmm. the decision to eat whatever you eat. That's, that is fantastic. Emily, I feel like I have, I've learned so, so much from you just in this conversation. And I know that we're barely scratching the surface when it comes to what we can do and the steps that we can make to be more intentional about our diets and how we're fueling ourselves. And so anyone who's listening, who wants to continue learning from you, who wants to, uh, learn more about what you do and how you help people, where can they find you? How can they stay in touch? It's been so fun chatting. I am super passionate about obviously holistic living and cooking. So it's been so fun to share some insight to your audience. So thank you so much for having me. You can find me at Woo Girl Wellness on Instagram. You can go to my website at woogirlwellness.com. You can find me and get to know me better on my podcast, Newly Nutrition. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear where you're at on your health journey, whether you're just starting, whether you're nervous to get started, or whether you've been on it for a couple of years. I would love to hear from you and see how things are going. And yeah, it's been so, so much fun chatting all things holistic health. (laughs) 
Yes. Well, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and with your expertise. There are so many really great actionable tips to pull from, and I, I can't wait to share all of those over in the show notes, as well as links to where everyone can find you. So Emily, thank you again so much. This has been so much fun. So, so educational. I feel very motivated and you've got me really looking forward to cooking this week. So thank you for that. Yes, that's always the goal. You are so welcome, Anna. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. And there you have it. My favorite takeaway from this episode was to treat cooking like an experiment. It doesn't have to be perfect, and it takes getting in there, getting your hands dirty, and playing around to start feeling more comfortable. There's hope for my folder of Southern Living recipes after all. You can find links to HelloFresh, Sunbasket, and the Insight Timer app that Emily mentioned, as well as links to stay in touch with Emily on social media by visiting the show notes over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 95. And if Emily's got you feeling inspired to level up your game in the kitchen, I'll bet you are the kind of go-getter who's ready to take your work, life, and balance to the next level. You know you want to level up, you know you want to grow, but it just feels like there are a few things you've got to figure out first. Maybe get some systems in place, make sure your routines are set, set the solid foundation for the rest of your life so that when you look back, you're looking back at time well spent. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do inside my new group coaching program for ambitious achievers, for go-getters who are ready to level up their life and their work without sacrificing what matters most and without living the 24-7 hustle. Whether you're growing your empire as a small business owner or you're climbing the ladder and shattering glass ceilings, you're invited to be a founding member of Next Level Life coaching sessions, a growing lesson library, private community, and so much more. Next Level Life is the balanced approach to wholehearted living that you've been looking for with me by your side for accountability, encouragement, and motivation. Time is our most precious non-renewable resource. And the one thing that all of my clients have in common is that they want to live fulfilling lives with no regrets. They want to grow their business, but also take vacation. They want to get promoted without sacrificing time with their families. They want to work full time, go to grad school, and still have the space to travel. If that sounds like you, then I'd be honored to have you as a founding member of Next Level Life. To learn more about becoming a founding member, visit AnnaDCornick.com forward slash next level to join the waitlist. And I'll be sure to link this in the show notes. Next Level Life is officially launching in October 2021, and the waitlist will be the first to get all the details and special access. All right, before you go, let me tell you all about next week's episode. Next week's episode, episode 96, is all about being late. Well, actually, it's about how it's never too late to start something new. Charleston wedding photographer and Instagram Reels expert Natasha Coyle will be joining me for a conversation all about timing and that sometimes the unexpected is even better than what you ever could have planned for. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.